Thank you for listening to this week's message from New Day Community Church in Vandalia. We hope this message encourages and blesses you. Look us up and contact us at newdaycommunity.org. I'll start with a verse from John chapter 14, uh, from the very beginning. These uh, words of Jesus, do not let your heart be troubled. That's a good word <laughs> for these days. <laughs> do not let your heart to be troubled. Believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many dwelling places. If it were not so, I would have told you. For I, I go to prepare a place for you. If I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I am, dear you may be also. Amen. That's a good word and a good promise that uh, Jesus has prepared a dwelling place for us. Well, part of this scripture is related to our future because we know that Jesus is coming again and he will come and he will take us to be with him. And we definitely cannot imagine and cannot realize much about these dwelling places. But from another point of view, we are already presented to this place and our inner man, our spiritual man, uh, our, our uh, confidence. The, the, Paul says that in him we dwell, we breathe, we, we exist in, in God. And I really believe that in the spiritual realm, we are already presented and positioned in a specific place. It is our dwelling place. It is a place of faith. It is a place of security. And actually, these dwelling places uh, are very well presented in the Old Testament. And uh, I want to use the platform of what God commanded Joshua and Moses to prepare for, 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 for the people of Israel and provide uh, cities of refuge. If you remember that there were, there were six cities of refuge provided in the Old Testament. Uh, three of them, uh, you know, on the west side and three of them on the East side. Thank you, Albena. Uh, I, I really appreciate my wife, you know, talking about geography, history, math, all kind of stuff like that, you know. I do the job, but she's smarter than me. <laughs> and, and the good thing about these cities, if you ever be able to see the map, the location of these cities, you would be amazed to see that they, the way they are located, it was that they are very easy approachable from every side of, of the nation of Israel. So these cities were provided for, for people trying to escape avenge and, and, and sinners, you know, who would, would, would be under threat of being killed because of what they have done. And God in his mercy and his grace provided a refuge, you know, for, and these cities were, uh, the cities of the Levites. And the requirement was that the sinner would enter and live and be accepted. They, they, they doors would never close during the day and during the night, always open. 
Isn't that amazing? Signs uh, pointing to, to, to the direction of the cities were made and provided very clear and the roads were always open and the, all the bridges very well main, ma- maintained. So if, if, if someone is trying to, to get into that city because of, you know, the threat of being uh, under judgment, you know, he would be very uh, easily, uh, very well able to approach that city to enter and to be preserved until the death of the high priest. So as long as the high priest lived, this man was appointed to be in secure place uh, 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 of these cities. And you know what? Uh, most of the commentators and the the um, the theologians uh, uh, w- 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 would say that these cities they represent uh, Jesus Christ, and Amen. And uh, the good thing is that our Jesus Christ is, yeah, he's an open door, but he's also a high priest. And you know, the good thing, the the, the big difference is that. Our high priest lives forever and ever and he never dies. We can abide and remain in our refugee city, you know, as long as he lives and he lives forever. (laughs) Now, but the interesting thing I want to share because, you know, I'm coming from another country, from another nationality, but we are serving one and the same God, you know, but still there is a kind of a cross cross pollination cross polling you know and and uh, i'm bringing a different perspective on the word of god and it, it is what i'm going to share it's going to be very interesting and you're going to be blessed so i want to talk about these dwelling places about these these cities because they names are given in uh, the book of joshua chapter 20 uh, all all of them uh, you know, explained on which side and, and all their names. So I went and made a study on the names of the refugee cities because like every one of us, I would ask you like, where are you from? And you would go like, I am from the United States. Okay, which state? And you'd say, I'm from Florida. I'm prophesying. <laughs> and then, and then, <laughs> and then I would say, okay, Florida, but it's a huge place. I wish <laughs> for you. For you, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> and then I would go, okay, which city? Which city you're living? And so you need to know. You need to know the name of the place God has positioned you. Like the Bible says, His banner over me is what? Love. You know, uh, and uh, you know, the, the banner is so... Um, important and and uh people would die for the banner to protect the banner and uh, like uh your nation went to the moon you know on the moon and, and they placed the flag on the moon why because uh you're marking that territory with 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 the power the authority of your nation so when when you abide under the flag, under the banner and the standard of God, you know what is the place you are positioned, and it is love, unconditional, praise God. So knowing the names of these cities which point to Jesus, they, they, these, these uh, uh, meaning, there's a teaching which can affect our confidence and our faith. So starting with the first one, 
you know, it blessed my soul because when I made the study, I realized all the names prophetically given to us, they speak, some, they speak to us something good, something which blesses us. There is not even one city's name which speaks about shame, fear, guiltiness, terror, whatever, you name it, you know, nothing like that. Isn't that, I mean, exciting because it speaks that our God is a good God and the place he has provided for us is a good place to be. Amen. The church is like a refugee city for the sinner. And when they come, they need to, to, to realize and they need to know what is, what is this place. Uh, it is a place of love. It is a place of grace. Oh, praise God. So I want to start with the first one and uh, the, the mention in the book of Joshua. And uh, excuse me from, for my pronunciation, okay? But even the, the Americans cannot pronounce some things right, okay? I have noticed this, so I have a little courage tonight. Okay, the first one is called Kadesh. Kadesh. What does Kadesh uh, means? You know, the, the, the Hebrew word Kadosh means holiness, means righteousness. So the first city name is Kadesh. And your dwelling place means righteousness. Now, for a sinner escaping the, uh, you know, the threat and the avenge to be in position in a place of righteousness, I think it has a lot to tell. I mean, God's righteousness being given to you. Like Abraham. You know, Abraham did some mistakes, okay? No doubt about it. But you know, God's righteousness was imputed to him by his faith. And our responsibility, besides trying to live as holy as possible uh, through the help of the Holy Spirit and growing into sanctification, yet we would never be able to, to accomplish God's standards. That's why God provided righteousness for us in the face of Jesus Christ and what he has accomplished living here on earth under the law. He fulfilled every requirement possible and his righteousness today belongs to you and it is inputted into your account. And the dwelling place where we are brought and presented today, one of them, uh, it is on your side, is called the righteousness of God. Praise God. And I want to read some verses, you know, in relation to that. Listen what Jeremiah 23 says. It is a prophecy uh, uh, given for, for, for Jesus Christ, the Messiah. Behold, the days are coming, says the Lord, that I will raise to David a branch of righteousness. A king shall reign and prosper and execute judgment and righteousness in the earth. In his days, Judah would be, will be saved and Israel will dwell safely. Praise God. Now, this is his name by which he will be called the Lord, our righteousness. We are positioned in a realm where we can boldly declare that the Lord is my, Lord Jesus Christ 
is my righteousness. Why righteousness is important? It is a judicial term. You know, it is, it is a position before God. It is your position before God. You have right standing always. I'm, even when you trespass, still you have access to God to ask for forgiveness, for establishment, for whatever, because it is in the blood of Jesus and it is found in the face of the righteousness of Jesus Christ. He wrote for every one of us personally into your account. Wow! Isn't that awesome future for us? I know that I know that I know that nothing can disqualify me from the presence, from the love and the grace of God until I trust Jesus and I believe in Him. His blood has the power to cleanse me from all sin. I'm not encouraging sinful life. Not at all. We don't need that garbage anymore. You know, it's so beautiful to be a Christian, you know, to walk with God. But still, sometimes you burst. <laughs> you burst with words, you know. Then you feel sorry and you go like, wow, I'm not supposed to do this. Yes, you're not. And we grow and we get stronger in the Lord. Praise God. That's our sanctification. But still, our righteousness is found only in the face of Jesus. That's why we have confidence and boldness. Thank you, Jesus. Listen, another verse. For he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become, we might become the righteousness of God in him. That's 2 Corinthians 5.21. Wow, that's so powerful. That's so powerful. I appreciate all these names given to us. And, and you know, the righteousness, to, to, to dwell in a place of God's righteousness really affects your life. We, 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 we enter through these gates like sinners, like trying to escape God, God's judgment. You know, some people today don't believe that uh, in the judgment of God or like God being judgmental, you know. Well, I know God is love. I know He's a good Father. But think about how Jesus was punished on the cross and w what he suffered for us. Read Isaiah 20, um, 53, you know, and it tells that it pleased the Lord to bruise him and, and all the, the, the things he had to suffer, you know, because he bore the, 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 the judgment of the sin in him, you know, and swallowed it up and just finished the work on the cross. So we might live free from judgment. And, and in, Paul says in the New Testament that no one of us is appointed to judgment, but to what? To salvation. <laughs> Praise God. And that's because of the righteousness of God. Okay, let's go further. Second city. There are six. And six is related to, 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 to man. It's a number which speaks of of, of humanity and, and, and the man. And definitely this is in relation to us. God's provision in relation to man. The second city is uh, Shechem. Shechem, Shechem, whatever. You, you know better than me. Yeah, yeah. We need a rabbi. Are you interested what Sihem means? 
I'm interested too. And you know, it means shoulder. And we, we sang a song tonight about uh, shouldering our strength. And isn't that beautiful? You know, what, is a sh- what does the, the shoulder represent? It is, uh, um, first of all, uh, it represents power, government, authority. But it, it, present, it pre- uh, represents also strength. Because when you are leaning on someone, you are leaning on his shoulder. And, you know, you can carry a huge load on, on your shoulder. You can carry something with your hands, but you know that when you put it on your shoulder, you can go further and you can, uh, a greater load can be put on your body and be carried. And Jesus did some things, you know, for us. First of all, he bore the cross, which was appointed for you. He bore his, his, your cross, actually, because he didn't deserve that punishment and that, that uh, a sentence, you know. He, he was sentenced to death and he was punished. And it was me and you and for me and for you. I'm so thankful. Pilate pointed. You know, let me tell you this. The Bible, the human story or history starts with a question. Hey, Adam, where are you? Like God seeking Adam. Men hiding from the presence of God. And this story finished with in the face of Jesus when, when Pilate declared uh, exe homo. That's the Latin sentence pronounced by, 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 by Pilate. Like, here is the man. This is, this is the man. And generally pointing to Jesus, you know, being sentenced. And whatever you were appointed, you know, to suffer because of the sinful nature was, you know, finished. And and just how to say, Jesus paid the price. And he was sentenced. And Pilate pointing to Jesus. And here, finally, he is the man. And he, he bore that cross for me and for you. He went all the way. Yeah. All the way. Without hesitation, without anything. Yeah. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. But today, today his shoulder is yours. Yeah. And if you are weak, the Bible, there is a verse in the Song of Solomon which says, that Who is this leaning on, on, on the beloved coming out of the desert. Wow. And, and you see, sometimes we, we have a desert. We have a desolate place to cross and we faint and we get weak and, uh, you know, helpless and things like that. But then Jesus comes and he gives us his shoulder and strength and support. Shoulder means support. And this is a beautiful story presented by Jesus in the New Testament. Uh, the lost sheep. The lost coin and the lost son. But the first one, uh, I'm not sure, is it the lost coin or the lost sheep? But it is beautiful how he explains that the, the shepherd leaves 99 uh, uh, in, in the dwelling place. And he goes uh, looking for the one which is lost. And the Bible says when he finds it, he picks it up with joy 
and place it, position it on his shoulders. And then he carries it back. He is hope for us, even when we are lost. Isn't that amazing? Praise God. Praise God. There is no better place to be. There is no better religion in the world, you know. All, all the religions of the world are based on human performance. Only one, only one is based on Jesus' God's performance. Yeah. The God's son and his Christianity. It's so good to be Christian, you know. Wow, I'm so thankful. Even when I'm lost, he comes, he finds me, he picks me up from my fallen position. You know, usually these are dangerous places, you know. And yet he comes down, he picks me up and places me on the most secure, powerful place on his shoulders. And then he carries me back to where I belong. Wow, to the heart of my Father, to the bosom of my Heavenly Father. You're going to make it. You're going to make it. Even being weak sometimes, even falling or whatever, stumbling, I'm telling you, His shoulder is beside you to support you, to give you strength. It was a portion, by the way, a meal. If you remember, if you love the Bible, maybe you have read that uh, the, the priests, the Levites, they uh, partook in the sacrifices. And the main dish, the main deal they would, would usually partake is, is the shoulder of, of the sacrifice. It, it belonged to them. And today, all of us, we are kings and priests, and we partake in Jesus and his shoulder we, we are fed with his power. We are fed with his support. That's so good. That every time, every time I feel that uh, 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 insufficient and that I lack, I go, I pray, I feast on him, I eat the body. Jesus is mine. Jesus is yours. You are not supposed just to, to struggle by your own powers. You can be fed on him and feast on him on his strength on his power the bible says be strong in the lord and in the power of his might david at one point in his life was uh, came came to a place of 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 uh, a challenge when you know the sick experience when when the enemy came and they took all the children all the wives and all the possessions they had the camp was totally devastated and emptied and and they left only ash and, and fire burning and when these people came to the place they are so frustrated they thought that they would kill G, uh, the, the david with stones they were ready to stone him so bitter in their heart and and David was in a difficult place at that time. Yeah? So what was the, 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 I mean, how he went out of this situation? The Bible says and gives us the formula. But David strengthened himself in the Lord. Wow. Just, just think for a moment. So, uh, the, 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 the situation was so frustrating. So, the, the, the uh, your own people, uh, turn, turning against you, ready to stone you. And you have no one but God to lean on him. And the Bible says he strengthened. He strengthened himself. 
Sometimes you don't feel like that. I mean, you don't feel like God is with you. You don't see, you don't uh, feel anything like that. And you have, you have to make him your refuge. David strengthened himself in the Lord. It was his own decision to call the priest and to ask for, for God's counsel. And God said, pursue and you will succeed. You will have success and you will restore everything. There was a guy half alive left three days ago somewhere in, in the field and they found him and he brought them to the camp. God was already, uh, had already provided the answer. Yeah, three days. The guy was untouched by bears, lions, or wolves, whatever. You know, he was a prey. But he was alive. He, he got sick on a purpose, and his master threw him away. And it was God's provision for David. And there is a provision for you. And you don't know about it, but God knows it. And if you strengthen yourself in the Lord and lean on his shoulder, I'm giving you. God's going to give you victory. Thank you, Jesus. Okay, let's go further. I want to know about these cities. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Next one. Oh, you will love this. It's called Hebron. Hebron. What does Hebron mean on Hebrew? It means fellowship. How about that? You know, without this fellowship, oh, think about Adam. Every day, in the cool of the day, God would descend and come down and walk with him and fellowship with him. And what we have today, what we have today is not a demanding master, but it's someone who wants to dine with us. Jesus says, I'm knocking on the door. I want you to open that door. I want to have fellowship with you. Have you ever considered the story with Abraham having a meal, a dish with God? Now, let me tell you, it is a big challenge for me to, to, to comprehend that. Now, God alone, it was the manifestation of the angel of the Lord, might be Jesus or whatever, you know, but definitely it was God with two angels came to the house of Abraham. And they stood there and they waited for an invitation. And when Abraham saw them, he ran toward them and invited them to enter his dwelling place and to have fellowship, to refresh and to eat. And then he goes like, now this is, I'm talking about God. Then he goes like, okay, I will prepare a dish for you. Uh, have some water and uh, wash your hands, your feet and refresh yourself. And please uh, uh, stay with me. And God turned to the angels and like, okay, guys, what do you think? You know, I haven't eaten beef, you know, for a long time. So let's have a dish, huh? Okay, let's do it. <laughs> God ate. He ate with Abraham. And the Bible says that Abraham ate with God and they became friends. And you see, you cannot be a friend with God only by theological concepts and consideration or whatever uh, conclusions. No, you have to have a fellowship, close relationship to work together. I want to encourage you. 
I learned, I learned by experience how to, to fellowship with God, not only during my prayer time, not only during the praise and worship Sunday morning. I learned how to fellowship with Him when I wash dishes. I do this, okay? And I love it. To help my wife. And talking to the men's meeting, you know. <laughs> what would Jesus do? <laughs> but, but listen, shopping. Okay, ladies, shopping. Fellowship with Jesus. He, uh, don't exclude him. Yes. He might, he might be excited to go with you and just shopping together. Why not? Oh, you say, like, that doesn't sound too spiritual. Uh, how spiritual is God eating beef, you know, and, 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 and bread prepared by Sarah? He had to wait maybe uh, at least hour and a half. Do you know how much it takes for a beef to, to, to become tender and, and eatable? You know, because he went, the, the Bible says he ran to, to the servant. He, they slaughtered a young uh, calf and, and then he went to Sarah and, and said to, and told Sarah, uh, prepare these uh, three measures of wheat, you know, and, and flour, whatever it was, and make these flat breads. And then he took butter and milk and, and the calf already prepared, you know. It, it took maybe, like I said, they didn't have this uh, contemporary, you know, slow, whatever you call it, you know. You put the meat and the veggies and it cooks it. And, <laughs> yeah, no drive-through, by the way. Yeah, but God really enjoyed that. And do you remember that he was on a mission? And that... It was a mission of crucial importance. Destroying Sodom and Gomorrah, you know, for, for whatever was taking place in these cities. And, and in, 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 during the time of this fellowship, Abraham became part of God's plan. He was involved. He partook in God's intentions and God revealed because he turned to the angels and he said, should I hide? Where I'm heading to and what is my intention? Because definitely Abraham will become a great person and he is appointed to command his children to walk, to walk in the, the way of God. So I'm not going to hide my plans and what I'm going to do. Then he shared about uh, Sodom and Gomorrah and Abraham started interceding for his family. You know, Lot was there with his wife and sons and daughters and things like that. And you see, only in our fellowship with the Lord, we would be prepared for what is coming, for, for the next things, for, for God's gonna reveal His plans and, and things which the world doesn't know. Isn't that good? Yeah. Praise God. Yeah. Fellowshipping with Him. Wow. Yeah. He might want to watch a movie with you. Why not? Yeah. And if He leaves, you should stop the TV. <laughs> <laughs> you are not supposed to continue by yourself. I'm just kidding. Oh, Shapa. But hey, if, if he wasn't excluded from, from Abraham's, you know, meal or whatever, I really believe God is, God is contemporary, going contemporary with us and involved in our gadgets and the, the way we live and cars and whatever we possess and have. Praise God. It's good to be, to dwell in a city which is called fellowship.
It's our spiritual position and dwelling place. We have, the, uh, our church is not empty. I mean, uh, it, it is a place where we fellowship with God. And we lean on his shoulder. And we have his righteousness. Praise God. Wow. Thank you, Jesus. Okay. Next city. I am really eager to know what would follow. Okay. It's called Bezer. Oh, Bezer. I don't know how to pronounce definitely that. But the important thing is that what it means on Hebrew and uh, the translation says it means a, a fortress. A fortress. That, that's a good one too. A fortress. You know, you have an enemy. You, you have an enemy. And the, the enemy is like a devouring lion, you know, roaring lion. And definitely that, that is not a good picture, you know. Definitely the enemy is after you, uh, and, and, and has a not good intentions toward you, you know. That's why Sometimes we need a fortress, a secure place where we dwell in security and, 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 and we are not afraid. In times like these, by the way, with all the terrorism, threat going on, and, and at one point it's like, wow, these people, they would destroy Christianity. I mean, I'm coming from Europe, you know, uh, recently, we had thousands of thousands, hundreds of thousands migrants with whom a lot of uh, uh, people hiding uh, among the, the crowds, you know, were infiltrated in Europe. And they came with the bad intention to destroy our continent, you know, our religion, our position, everything. And it's like, wow, Christianity is under threat. But let me tell you, before to deal with us, they have to deal with our fortress. And I love these old hymns, you know, we used to, 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 to sing that God, is, his name is a mighty fortress, or God is a mighty fortress. And, and it is awesome to know, it is awesome to know that you are surrounded, you are by, behind the walls. What is the name of the walls of our fortress? The Bible tells in the Old Testament that uh, your walls would be called salvation. And you see, the walls of our fortress are called salvation. And we are saved in, in Jesus, through the blood of Jesus. He stands between us and the enemy. He's the good shepherd. Don't forget this. He is ready to give his life for our protection. These are words of Jesus. When I see the enemy coming, the thief or whatever, the wolf, I will not run away. I will take my stand. I will take my position. And I will deal with him. It's a good word for us to know that we are protected. That we are watched out. That his eye is upon us. And he is careful about his flock. He paid a great price. David was... A great shepherd. Think about this. Almost a teenager. And uh, he goes before Saul. And he declares something which is beyond our personal understanding. He goes like, when a bear or uh, a lion would attack my flock, 
let me tell you what I would do. I would face them. I will grab them and fight with them until I restore what was stolen from my flock. And the, the Lord who delivered me from the power of a bear and the mouth of a lion would deliver me and give me success and victory over this giant. And have you ever thought like, he wasn't like armor, heavy armored, you know. He would have a, just a stick or, or, or sling or something like that. And yet, he is explaining how God has given him power to destroy the lion and the bear. Wow. Think about Jesus. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know who is the lion, but definitely, like Pastor Cameron said, the bear is Russia, you know, presented in the Bible. And sometimes we are afraid of the bear, but God is a good shepherd. He can take care of that. Woohoo! Don't touch my flock! Don't touch it. Praise God. Praise God. Father, we thank you. We are in a good place. And even when we sleep, and even when we don't know, just greasing upon our daily activities, you know, his eye is upon us. And he will never let the enemy destroy us easily. Praise God. When you cry out, he would be beside you. And he will take his stand. Praise God. Fortress. Yes, a mighty fortress. Okay, next city, guys. Next city is called shame. I'm just kidding. No, 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 no. Nothing like that. Never. Aren't you thankful tonight for the Lord that even one city is not called something bad, something ugly, something which you don't like? destruction or whatever all of them encouraging encouraging names okay next city is called Ramoth and Ramoth means heights high places wow so good high places the bible says that he has we have been resurrected with Jesus and position in high places beside the right side of the Father. God has given you a new position. We were so low. We were so down. He came. He became like us and suffered and, and paid the price. And when God justified his son and resurrected him, the Bible says he took captives with him, all of us. The church, the body of Christ, the believers are presented before the throne of the Father. We lifted up in these high places. Wow, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Let me read Ephesians chapter 2, verse 6. Would be good for us. Yeah. Let me go there. Six. Listen what Paul says. But God, oh, this is verse 4, who is rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved and raised us up together and made us sit 
together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So on what purpose? That in the ages to come. Not only tomorrow and the day after tomorrow. In the ages to come, he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. That's your future. That's your future. In the ages to come, you're going to be God's display of his great love and mercy. And through your life and my life and through his church, he's going to display his great intentions of love and mercy and kindness toward you and me. Wow, this is our God. That's why we sing. That's why we praise. That's why we, we rejoice. Oh, I've been to Turkey. I've been to these places, you know, and seen, seen the ugly faces of their religion, you know. It's not good because their God is dead. Our God is alive. And he's not only alive, but he's a good God. He's a happy God. We are serving and ministering to a happy God. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. It's so good. Raised together high places. High places. You know, the temple in the Old Testament was positioned on a high place. And if you want to go to that, place to worship you you need to 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 climb that that hill you know that high place and approaching there were uh, songs of uh, ascend uh, ascension they they would start singing the closer they get the more excited they they would and i was thinking if in the old testament approaching a building of stones like approaching something which had a veil of separation would make you so excited. How much more today being positioned at the very throne of God on his, sitting on his lap, you know, being embraced into his bosom, uh, positioned in Christ Jesus, how much more we have to be thankful and excited of this great position. God is sharing. God is sharing His dignity, His awesomeness. Whatever He is positioned in the high places, you know. He said, come, come forth, come forth, come, come up and I will make you, I will make you sit with me on my place. I'll give you my throne. It is yours. Wow. I know sometimes we feel so low. Like me. When I came to the United States, you know, from my small country, insignificant, from my small city, and from my small personality and life. And when I come to the United States, this great, great, great country, wow, I know you don't, you, you, you're not able to see it in that way. You are raised here and you, you, most of the things you take him for granted. But I want to give you just one reason forever to be thankful that you don't have to learn English. Yeah. And especially the combination of verbs with prepositions. <laughs> I prefer the inquisition, you know. 
Yeah. Yeah, I'm giving you a reason to be thankful next Sunday. When you stand up, you say, Father, thank you that I'm born with that language. I don't have to, to learn that. Just kidding. But, but you know, you know, th- think about, we, we feel low. Yeah. And then I was, last year, I remember that. Last year, we, we, we ministered in Jacksonville, Florida. And we held a, a, a school of the supernatural in affiliation with the church. But, you know, Jacksonville is so different from, from, from Tampa. Uh, because Tampa, Orlando, those are touristic places. And when you go, you can rent something uh, and, and have a, uh, how to say, contract without all the requirements. But in Jacksonville, is a different place. And you, you cannot... You cannot rent a place without having a history, without having social security and whatever proofs of that and proofs of this. So we actually, we were not able to, to deal with that. And we on the street living in a hotel and we are supposed to, 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 to hold a school with, with the church. And I remember me sitting somewhere. My wife was in the office with the manager and I was, uh, yeah, trying to convince her. And I was so downhearted, you know, like, Lord, in the natural, it is impossible. What are we going to do? How are we supposed to make it here? You know, and I was so low, you know. And then the, the Spirit of the Lord came to me and he said, you are in my throne room. You are sitting with me in heavenly places and you rule with me. And together we're going to make it. <laughs> and in the same moment, God was speaking to me. In the same moment, something in the atmosphere, something in the attitude of the manager changed suddenly. And God, God, God had a breakthrough into this situation, you know. And uh, they gave us, they gave us an opportunity and they found a way for, for, for that. And you say, this was just a small testimony, but it can be with anything you feel about, you know. Praise God. You can drive that old falling apart vehicle, you know, and you feel like low. You feel like you're not, nothing special, not significant because people are just passing by with this uh, contemporary, with all the electronics and new. And you feel like, ah, I hate this vehicle. But you know, actually, you are riding. You are riding on the wings of the, 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 the cherubims, you know, God's glory. You're sitting on His throne and you are not defined by that vehicle. And you are not defined by the material things of the world. You are defined by, by God's love and God's grace. And that's where your identity proceeds from. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. High places. Okay, the last one. So what is your expectation? <laughs> the last one is called Golan. And uh, this is my favorite one. And you know what Golan means? The last one. Okay, the final. It's joy. It's joy. Golan means joy. Wow. Uh, What a refuge for the downcast. Joyful place. I love the joy of the Lord. It is our strength. There's no better place to be. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Let me read few verses for you before to continue with the joy. Deuteronomy 33 verse 27. The eternal God 
is your refuge. And underneath the everlasting arms, he will thrust out the enemy from before you and will say, destroy. Another one from Psalm 99. The Lord also will be a refuge for the oppressed, a refuge in times of trouble. And another one, Psalm 48, verse 2. Beautiful in elevation, the joy of whole of the, the joy of the whole earth is Mount Zion on the south of the north. The city of the great king. God is in her places. He is known as her refuge. Wow. Guys, let me tell you. The church, the hill, the Mount Zion, the church, that is the body of Christ, where the dwelling place of the body of Christ, beautiful, beautiful in its elevation, is called the joy of the whole earth. That's the church. That's our congregation. The joy of the whole earth. Whoo! Praise God. Praise God. What, what is, what is joy actually? How we can describe joy? Okay. For some people, joy is a melting chocolate in your mouth. I totally agree with that. I'm not against that. Okay. Who can deny this? But you see, from some other people, joy is this joy. It's so many expressions, so many ways to, to express joy. But real joy, talking about the real McCoy, what, what is joy? Uh, uh, okay, joy is to, to, to have access, privileges to, to the heavenly God. Everything yeah. which Jesus possess in relationship to his Father is ours. The real joy consists of your your fellowship and all the privileges you have with the Lord and in Him. That, that's the greatest level of joy you can possess. You are not denied. The access is not denied. You, 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 you are embraced. You, you are received by God. And all the privileges and all the possessions and all the inheritance He has given us, that's where true joy proceeds out from having fellowship with him and the last city is called joy and the 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 the, the mount zion is called the, the joy of the whole earth and i remember the day when i was saved you know nothing changed on the outside my bank account my status my whatever you know was the same but something in the spirit changed i got access to my heavenly father i was restored i was received i was embraced forever and ever and that was the greatest joy i have ever experienced you know you buy a new car and you go back and all the family is excited and they go crazy the kids go crazy they go wow that is a new car oh, look at that and the neighbors are watching the whoa and it's a great excitement but you know few years later the joy is gone. <laughs> the bill comes. <laughs> oh, engine, check engine light. I don't like this. No more joy. You see, but with the Lord is constant, 
constant in his behavior, his attitude towards you. He never changes. And there is no check engine light ever popping up. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Bible says, you have given me joy which is greater than the joy they have when they wait and whine and all the possessions increase, you know. And we have something in the face of God. Oh, praise God. Praise God. Father, thank you. Thank you for the word. Thank you for the Bible. Thank you for, for the Christianity. Thank you for Jesus. Thank you for the Holy Spirit. Thank you for our future. Thank you for our present position and privileges we have. Thank you for the all great and awesome promises. So many, but every one of them is yes and amen in Christ Jesus. Thank you, Father, for blessing us in such a tremendous way, for lifting us up and presenting us before your throne, before your presence in joy, blameless, blameless in joy. Thank you, Father. All these people paid such a great price, all the apostles, all the, 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 the people from the early church suffered and paid such a great price so they may, they may descend or they may just, just give us, uh, 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 access to, to continue and, and, and a platform to step on. And we have such a blessing today. Yeah. And I cannot, Words are not, not enough to explain how thankful we are, Jesus. Please, don't let us take it for granted, Lord. Yes. Let us see through the eyes of the Spirit. Yes, yes how privileged all the, the benefits we have. All, 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 everything you have given us. Yes, even in the material world, yes. you have blessed this nation in a tremendous way. Only because of one thing. Only because of, there is no nation in the world like the United States. Only because of faith. I declare like a foreigner tonight and I know it is a result of your faith. Your forefathers, your forefathers had a contract with God that they will serve him. And he blessed that nation on that platform. Because God is a, a, a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. I pray tonight, Lord. That this blessing will continue. That this nation will continue to trust you and to have the same level of faith, even greater. And I pray for revival, not on the outside, but on the inside, Lord. That we will dig out the wells, the wells of salvation like Isaac. And we will name them with the same names as our forefathers named them. Righteousness, holiness, yes, faith, all these things, Lord. We are claiming them back from the enemy's camp. Well, whatever the enemy has stolen from that nation, we declare that he's going to be restored sevenfold. Sevenfold in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. I declare that the, the future of this nation going to be greater than the past. Whatever we, we have seen and experienced. Because the Bible says that the latter rain is going to be greater in blessings than the former one. And the Bible says that the glory of the latter house is going to be greater than the glory of the former. Thank you, Father. Thank you. For the present, thank you for the future. Bless us, Lord, in one way. To be close with you and to be faithful 
the rest is going to follow in every way. We give you thanks tonight in the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Praise God. We bless you guys. It was a great privilege and honor to serve with the gospel and to see your smiling faces and to see what the Lord is doing and uh, to be involved with the ministry of, of, of the, the, the Pastor Cameron and his wife, what they're doing and uh, not only in this region but all over the world. Praise God. And uh, we really appreciate our friendship and our hearts are overflowing with gratitude towards you. Thank you so much. God bless you. Yeah, <clears throat> that's a good word. Got a spark, huh? <laughs> that's a good word. I just love uh, uh, every time uh, I hear Mitko speak. He always brings out something I'd never heard before, and um, uh, there's just there's only a few preachers or teachers that can do that. And uh, because I've been around, you know, 30 years and <laughs> I've heard so many. And when certain ones, they'll say, wow, I never saw that before. I'm like, that's great. And so it's just a great uh, blessing to have them here. So, uh, uh, you know, they, they arrived from Bulgaria just a few days ago and then drove all the way from Florida and got into town just yesterday and then did a, a, a great meeting last night at the Vine Campus, had a blast, and he prayed for a bunch of people there. And then, of course, he's, boom, back here on Sunday morning, this morning, and then tonight. And so we just want to respect him and, and give him. But I, if I can, uh, just ask you to pray a prayer of impartation. And um, <clears throat> just for this church, could you, as, as, as all of you here, just come up, forward and just form a single line. I don't want this to go a long time, you know, so I, don't, I want them to pray for us, but I want to try to do it in a in a quick manner to respect your time and respect their time. And, you know, <clears throat> uh, what, I, what I'm asking, you know, it's up to God. Come up here and I'll just form a line and um, just, just quickly just, just pray an impartation that, that us as individuals, but more than that, see, you're part of this church. If you're here, if you're in this building, if, you know, you may not be officially a member yet. Actually, we haven't even established that here in Vandalia. We're working on it. But if you're here, you represent the whole of us, and the majority of us aren't here, you know. Uh, uh, but you're part of this church, and you're part of New Day uh, uh, churches. And so if you receive then we share it with the rest, right? Because we're a family. And so if we can just get just a little bit of the anointing that's on this couple uh, to persevere through opposition, you know, uh, we're seeing some opposition from our government now. Christians are put in jail just because they're doing what they believe is right. And while he's, he's faced that and boom, you know, and one, <laughs> you know, and, uh, and just also just the, the, the impartation of revelation to see in scripture things that you didn't just read in a book, you know, God whispered it in your ear. And so I just, I just know that this, uh, Elevania walk in this as if you could just, just kind of lay hands and, and if our hearts are open to receive, God wants to give an impartation 
uh, and we want to grab hold of it and take it home and treasure it. So if you don't mind, pray for us, please. Thank you, Jesus. Well, there is always place for more in our lives, in our hearts for him. And tonight, what we do, we're making room for him. And uh, the Bible says Jesus breathed upon his disciples. He, he released his breath. And he said, receive the Holy Spirit. And we have already received the Holy Spirit, but there is more. There is more. Uh, it's constantly growing and, and increasing. And I pray that God will release once again, once again, uh, uh, the, the holy breath of God in, into our lives, into our personal dwelling places on the inside. Please, Lord, the Bible says through, through the mouth of Samuel that, uh, promising to Saul that the Holy Spirit would visit him and come upon him and that he would be turned into another person. And whatever we need to, to become something more of what we are and what we already have accomplished is found in the face of the Holy Spirit. And I pray for uh, to the Holy Spirit to visit us from above once again, once more. Do it, Lord. Do it. This nation needs you. Every one of us to take his stand, to wait, to, 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 to be strong in you. Please visit us with a holy visitation from above with fire and rain. Yes, Jesus. Yes, Jesus. Calm down. I pray for an impartation of every good gift which comes from above. Every good and perfect gift which we need. We are different, different age, different backgrounds, different expectations, but you are one and you are the eternal source of our lives and, and needs and everything. And for everyone, I pray that you would distribute perfect and good gifts tonight, Lord, so we might take them and be blessed and use them, Lord, for the, 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 seek, the, the, the sake of your kingdom in the name of Jesus. And strengthen our bodies, Lord. Strengthen these physical bodies. Give us strength into our physical members so, so we might serve you, Lord, without being prevented to be strong and to continue in the name of Jesus. And give us sound minds, Lord, and give us a strong hearts to take right decisions and to stand for the sake of your kingdom, for the righteousness, Lord. And most of all, uh, uh, let us be light in the darkness of this world and salt. We want to be salty. The, the flavor, the flavor and the preservedness of this world is found only in the face of the church. We are part of your church. We want to be salty, Lord. Whatever we touch to be healed, to be cleansed, to be preserved. And whatever darkness we touch, Lord, to be in kindled with the light of the gospel from above in the name of Jesus. I pray uh, we are almost at the threshold of the next year that what is coming, Lord, is not expected to come from the enemy's camp. 
We are not defensive. We are offensive. We are not the periphery. We are the center. We are the apple of your eye. And whatever is coming is going to be released from the church, not from the enemy's camp. And just release the importation, Lord, into the body of Christ. Whatever we need for the next season, I pray. We don't know yet, Lord, but we know that's going to be strong and powerful and that it's going to be the, the whirlwind of the Lord is going to destroy the enemy's camp and that we the church we 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 are the bread the bread of life we are Jesus is the bread of life but that Gideon the division the enemy saw was a rolling a bread flat bread rolling hitting the enemy's camp and destroying the tents and I declare that Jesus in us Christ in us the bread of life will hit the enemy's camp and our weapon destroying the enemy's camp is found in the face of the bread of life thank you Jesus we glorify your name we bless your people let them be strong and powerful protect them Lord and keep them strong in the name of Jesus amen praise God God bless you <laughs> God bless you